in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris back at the Paracast, we are going to welcome in just a moment or two one of our favorite guests on the Paracast, Dr. John B. Alexander, who has a new book out. And we'll talk about that and other stuff, plus there's a fair amount of questions from our listeners. Now, Christopher O'Brien, you've been a busy bee lately. You've been doing the convention circuit. Can you give our listeners a brief summary? Well, I just got back from Gallup, New Mexico. It's just very difficult to describe a whole theater full of uh, Navajo. (laughs) They're quite inscrutable and very stoic, and it's very difficult to gauge how your uh, presentation skills are being (laughs) embraced by a kind of a stone-faced audience, but evidently they did did appreciate my, my talk. I started out by asking how many people eat hamburgers. I was doing my my uh, stock, you know, stocking the herd talk about cattle and our relationship with cattle. And of course, I like to find out how many vegetarians we have in the crowd and how many meat eaters. And you know, when I asked how many people eat hamburgers, not one hand went up in a whole theater of people here. And we're talking a really lovely old, you know, twenties uh, style Broadway theater, uh, which is wonderful uh, facility, I might add. And not one hand went up. So I said, how many people go to McDonald's? And every hand in the place went up. So I instantly knew I had quite an educational process that I had to under, uh, undergo here. And and I did. And evidently, I said something that rang some bells because uh, I had a number of Navajo ranchers approach me and talk to me afterwards. And uh, you know, moved a case of books, which uh, really helped my process a little bit. And and a good time was had by all. So uh, uh, thanks for asking, Gene. It was uh, it was memorable. And uh, I always like talking with my First Nations brothers who uh, kind of have a rye into the deal here in this uh, particular continent. And uh, and it was good to uh, make some new friends. And uh, also listen to Stanley and John, the uh, Navajo Rangers. They had some new cases and uh, some new revelations that I find just absolutely compelling. Uh, to have two guys that are, you know, one guy that's actually the head of the Rangers now come out and, and talk about things that normally uh, not only Native Americans don't talk about, but uh, regular rank-and-file law enforcement doesn't talk about. So it was very good to hear their newest presentation, and um, I'm really looking forward to dovetailing some of my efforts here in the future with theirs, and we'll talk about that when uh, when the time comes. Anyway, I want to welcome uh, the Dr. Alexander back to the show, John. As I mentioned in my email to you, uh, and, and Gene mentioned, you are one of our favorite guests that we have here, and I'm really looking forward to diving into your book. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to, but uh, uh, really looking forward to it. You know, you and I have talked here over the past uh, couple, three years about some of your your journeys uh, abroad, and um, from talking to you, it sounds so fascinating, your your, uh, your work, you know, in, in some of the, the more remote areas of the world, uh, uh, you know, dovetailing your educational process with that of the shamans of the world. And uh, I can't wait to uh, talk more about this. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to that, but uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, is, is that a question? You know, it's not really a question. It's more of an observation. We'll, we'll get to all our questions later. But I, I just wanted to acknowledge that I've been, I've been actually waiting patiently, uh, along with I'm sure others, uh, to hear about your journeys abroad and what you've learned and i'm i'm sure the book does go into quite a bit of detail about that but you know let's uh, excite some of our listeners out there and to uh inform them uh, as to what 
what you've been up to. Uh, where would you like us to start? Oh, once upon a time in a land far, far away. <laughs> I don't know. How to... Well, I might describe uh, the book a bit. It, uh, of course, uh, reality denied. Um, subtitle describes what is enclosed in it. It was firsthand experiences with things that can't happen but did. It does challenge conventional science, although I thoroughly acknowledge that science has brought us you know, a lot of wonders and works most of the time. But uh, the experiences that are in here, and it touches a wide, wide range of phenomena, uh, including UFOs, remote viewing, near-death experience, post-mortem communication, psychokinesis, yeah, you know, the list goes on, as well as what you brought up. Uh, work with shamans uh, around the world from the Amazon to the Andes to the Himalayas to Sufis in Turkey to, uh, you know, Asia. Uh, one thing I point out, we have now made all eight continents. Uh, that may be a tad controversial because a lot of people think there's seven, but within the last year, uh, they've come out and acknowledged that uh, New Zealand or Zealandia may be the eighth continent, not uh, an extract of Australia. So, where would you like to begin? Well, Gene, uh, let me let me throw the uh, the ball back in your court. You know what? Why don't we just start at the beginning? For somebody who needs to be acquainted with what all this means to them, because we have a mixture of listeners here. Some have been with us for eleven years. Some are really experienced, and some are tuning in for the first time. For the benefit of those kind of tuning in for the first time, what do you tell them? I'm sorry, is that to me? Yes. Or Oh, okay. I, I thought we were giving it to Chris. Well, um, the, the book is written so that almost every chapter up to the last two can be viewed independently. Um, and it, uh, it takes on, as I said, a wide range of, let, let me start with the UFO one. You know, my last book was UFOs, Myths, Conspiracies, and Realities. And I had had one minor sighting, uh, previous, uh, to that. Um, but what happened, uh, a couple of years back, um, you may know Chris Bledsoe or of that case, and I had heard about him, and Chris had told me his entire story uh, at length, actually taped it, and it was, quite frankly, very hard to believe. Um, I mean, it entailed uh, meeting uh, or seeing UFOs, meeting creepy crawlers or, you know, some sort of intelligences, though some seem to be robotic. Uh, and it did not continue, or it did not stop with the first incident. It was uh, uh, continuous and ongoing. Um, so anyway, we had the opportunity to go down and meet uh, uh, Chris and uh, Yvonne and the rest of the lovely family. And so they were describing to us and, and showing us where you know, various aspects of the event had went. And they have a tree, actually, that's uh, in the back of the yard. The yard is quite big, and we're talking several acres. And there was a tree there that had caught fire from the inside, really quite 
quite strange, but they seem to have some healing properties. So this uh, particular evening, as described in the book, um, Chris takes uh, Victoria and I and his daughter Emily down to the Cape Fear River, uh, two, three miles uh, from the house, where the initial encounter had begun. So what happens is we go down to the river. I had parked the car up uh, kind of on the high ground. Uh, had to climb fences and get through the mud and whatnot. And he went down and again pointed out, okay, here's where various aspects of the event happened. So we came back up, and by that time, it's starting to get dark. And so Chris and I are leaning against the uh, left front fender of the, the automobile. And he's, again, describing what he had seen at this uh, location. And suddenly, he turns to me and goes, oh, I think they're here. You know what? That's a good place to stop for a moment, to switch segments. And then we'll get on with John B. Alexander. The book, again, is called Reality Denied. First-hand experiences with things that can't happen, but did. In fact, I think the scientists are saying now that the universe, as structured, can't happen. Isn't that interesting? With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag... All sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. Great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. 
In an emergency, you need a fire. Now. But what if the wood is wet? No problem for InstaFire. Our non-toxic fire starter packs lights wet wood, floats, and can even burn on water or in any weather. Sustains winds up to 30 miles per hour, and each pouch weighs only 1.75 ounces. Need an emergency or camp stove? Get the InstaFire Inferno stove that boils 20 ounces of water in under 3 minutes with controllable heat and temps from 425 to 1500 degrees. Free shipping. Go to InstaFire.com and use discount code RADIO30 at the 3 times for 30% off your order. InstaFire. Fire in an instant. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Hello, Mr. Anderson. The NSA has noticed how much time you spend on conservative news sites. We have no choice but to consider you a domestic terrorist. Tired of your internet activity being monitored by Big Brother? Get VirtualShield.com, the world's easiest to use virtual private network. Browse the web anonymously, leaving pesky advertisers and spies in the dust. Get started today at VirtualShield.com. Take advantage of our free 30-day trial. VirtualShield.com. You have the right to remain private. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So that's another discussion about the universe. Dr. Alexander, please continue with the story. Well, as I said, we have come up to this field early evening. It is totally dark, but I might point out we were watching planes fly across so we knew how things were transiting. And Chris, as I said, suddenly says, oh, I think they're here. And about 10 seconds later, this thing pops into view bright and goes zipping off to the uh, south. Uh, it did not fly in from someplace, so that's why I mentioned the aircraft before. It wasn't falling in line. Uh, it was very bright. I cannot describe any specific structure to it, and that it went, as I say, off to the thing. But the important aspect was the temporal relationship from the time that Chris says, oh, I think they're here, and a few seconds later, having the materialization. What's your assessment when things like that happen? My assessment is, the, as the uh, assessment of the book, the last two chapters go into this in some detail, and that is that, uh, A, we have no idea that we are looking at a range of phenomena, and I do think they are all interrelated, and that we have something that is at least as complex as AIDS or cancer, 
and yet the amount of research uh, and resources allocated to that are minuscule by comparison. I don't think we're at the point of asking the right questions yet, and I don't even know what the right questions are, but I think this deserves you know, serious research. And folks ask, I say, I do have an agenda, and I state this repeatedly, and that is I think it's necessary to assist in making this a viable domain to have the best and brightest scientists get involved without risking their livelihood uh, or reputation. And yet, as we know, and I think we've got mutual friends who have been burned rather badly, yeah, uh, we, we can talk about Scientific American, what they did to me, the bullet of atomic scientists, you know, John Mack, uh, you know, the, the list goes on and on. But here we have a very real set of phenomena that are occurring, and yet it's almost um, considered taboo for scientists to be involved, again, without risking their uh, reputation or livelihood. Do you see any movement in a positive direction in regards to this particular scenario where the best and the brightest are, are slapped down and, and, and they're warned in pretty direct ways sometimes uh, not to ask questions that uh, rock the status quo? Do you see any movement in a positive direction? Do you see the scientific and academic communities loosening up at all in regards to these subjects? Uh, I guess I would have to say no. Now, that does not mean that there aren't projects that are ongoing and some people periodically, you know, stepping forward and making pronouncements. Uh, you know, if you're going to go into Tom DeLong, but, uh, you know, his group of people, very high, uh, highly regarded, stepping out and saying UFOs are real. Uh, that, of course, is the first line of my book. But then you look on the, you know, the Internet and trolls that are out there uh, who just absolutely don't want to hear it. Now, unfortunately, that seems to bleed over into academia. We can talk about belief, the power of belief systems, which I think is critically uh, important here. But, um, yeah, I think people have stepped forward uh, routinely uh, and... But uh, for the overall community, uh, scientific community, now I don't see a uh, any huge shift. We are still predicated on a materialistic view uh, of the universe, as I say repeatedly in here, that uh, whatever our view of science is, it is certainly either wrong or incomplete. And that's the thesis of the book, giving a significant number of examples of, as the title says, events that can't happen, but did. But did. <laughs> we have strong evidence uh, in favor of. Well, you kind of brought up the, uh, <clears throat> the subject du jour uh, the last couple of weeks uh, with Tom DeLonge's uh, To the Stars Academy and I, I would be surprised if you didn't know uh, the gentlemen all sitting on the dais there with DeLong. I, know, I do know most of them, yes. Uh, well, I know you know Hal. I'm, I'm sure, uh, and you've known Hal for quite some time. 
a lot of people are looking at this and and you're getting a bit of a backlash of uh, jaded comments about well it's obvious looking at the financial instruments and and the way the uh, the paperwork is lined out with corporation um, the stock offerings and just the way the whole thing's unfolding that it looks like uh, another money grabbing sort of entertainment uh, complex scenario with uh, some pretty impressive names attached to it to give it legitimacy what what do you think is the the underlying goal of this particular effort uh, do you think that there's some subterfuge uh, that's kind of surrounding that goal? What are your thoughts about it? I mean, on the surface, it looks good, but I'm not sure. Oh, I'll give you a very mixed response. Um, I do, as I said, I do know several of the people. I think they're highly honorable and whatnot. I do think that their intended goal is to facilitate research uh, in particularly in uh, UFO phenomena or alternative energy uh, sorts of things. I also have warned anybody who looks at the proposal, they should read page 7 very closely. Page 7 is risk assessment, which is phenomenally high. For anybody to venture in there, you better understand that it's, it is high risk. What I do know is that uh, they have certain minimum goals that they must meet, which are pretty high. But if those funding goals are not reached, the money is returned to the investor. That is unlike some other programs you've heard of in these areas where the money is turned over to the, the individual offering the deal to do anything that uh, he or she chooses to do with it. They've done quite a good deal working with the SEC and developing it. I've also seen the uh, problems that you uh, alluded to, i.e. that Tom may acquire significant income from allowing the use of his uh, prior music and uh, all of that. Now, one of the things that they are doing that is unique, and I think deserving of uh, interest and support. In addition to research, they're talking about integrating this into the entertainment community. One of the problems in the whole UFO field is that it is dominated by folks like me, who are dinosaurs. Before we talk about the dinosaurs and (laughs) Jurassic Park of ufology, (laughs) let's continue with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com.
Actual testimonials from real Numana customers. I've tried all kinds of food storage, and Numana is by far the best. I'm a single mom with two teenage boys and a full-time job. I don't always have time to cook a four-course meal. That's where Numana has been such a blessing. I can spend less time in the kitchen and more time on what matters most, like helping with homework. Find out for yourself. Order online at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. Numana is. Thepowermall.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Uh, Chris has a question to follow up with, but before we get to that, I want to remind you, we have After the Paracast, which is our second radio show. It is part of the Paracast Plus, and to be able to hear that show, you have to be a subscriber. 
Go to plus.theparacast.com to learn more. And by the way, we include a version of this show free of the network ads, better quality audio. And for lucky Paracast Plus subscribers, we're giving you free access to the first two episodes of Paul Kimball's new TV show, Haunted, that he does with Holly Stevens. First two episodes. It's a little tricky to do it because they give you access to a password-protected video, and you have to ask Paul in the message forums for the password. It's only to Paracast Plus subscribers. More benefits coming. If you want to know more, go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. We have Dr. John B. Alexander. We have Chris O'Brien with a question. Go ahead. You know, I was wondering when I first saw the list of um, of people that were involved in this uh, particular public announcement, I was wondering if you'd been offered an invitation. Uh, were you approached? No, but I'm sort of on the periphery and have been watching this develop. Uh, as I said, I know almost all of the players quite well. If you had been asked, would you have uh, accepted and gotten involved? I would have to know more. <laughs> and, and that's what I encourage anybody who's looking at this is, you know, I think is uh, where we were going uh, before the break there is that uh, the unique, one of the unique aspects of it is trying to encourage more younger people to get involved and interested in these phenomena. And that, I think, is uh, admirable, as we were saying. Yeah. You know, Hal and I are about the same age, and um, many of us are, uh, you know, getting past the prime, if you will. So, uh, but I've had a lot of experience and a lot of background. I think it's important. Hence the reason for, one of the reasons for writing the book is to pass on uh, information I've seen, let me give you an example. You may remember Colonel Bill Coleman, uh, who had been uh, an assistant to the Secretary of the Air Force and involved with uh, Project Blue Book and uh, involved and worked with uh, Jack Webb. And uh, Bill had told me, you know, several times that he had about 106 or 107 cases that were high validity. Uh, high strangeness, and that he thought he really ought to uh, write them up. He had promised to uh, get with Lee Spiegel uh, when we had a conference here uh, in Las Vegas. And uh, unfortunately, he transitioned, and we no longer have access to whatever those 100-plus cases were that met the criteria of high credibility, high strangeness. And that's unfortunate. Well, he didn't make uh, arrangements for those cases to be passed into uh, responsible hands? I asked about it, and he kept saying, yes, it was one of these, yes, we need to do that. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Unfortunately, never was accomplished, and as has oh, happened oh. with a number of my friends who have intense personal interest, uh, that doesn't necessarily translate to, you know, family or other relatives being interested or moving the the data to some place where it can be collected. Uh, The one exception, I think, is Dave Marler, who is not that old. You may know him. Oh, yeah. Triangular 
UFOs, has spectacular right. research. Well, he's got an incredible has, library, my God. Has already made arrangements with the University of New Mexico right. for all of that to go into um, archives that are, you know, uh, ecologically protected. Yeah, and also Lou Farish, of course, uh, whom uh, many of us uh, know and uh, appreciate, or we knew and, and appreciated for his work with the uh, Eureka Springs uh, conference every uh, first uh, weekend in April. He had quite an extensive library, and, and he made uh, arrangements for all that wonderful um, research, uh, including all his UFO clipping service um, editions uh, to be you know, to be cataloged and passed along and, uh, and made available for researchers in the future. And I think all of us, uh, you know, John, you say we, uh, you might be a dinosaur. Well, well, Gene and I are, <laughs> we could be categorized in that, um, in that uh, particular uh, statement as well. And uh, I think it's important for everyone in our generation to, uh, you know, who has done the kind of work that's uh, been done in, uh, over the years, that we need to make arrangements for our files, for our books, for our research uh, materials, um, to be carefully custodian into the, uh, into the future and made available to other researchers. And um, I think that, that that's, a, that's a, a point well taken here. It would be good to see some sort of centralized uh, vehicle for this uh, so that you know it's not piecemeal that we actually have at least copies of this research and information to be centralized into a, a workable database and a workable uh, a vehicle for future research well I think uh, and by the way that is uh, has been proposed by a number of people in trying to get archives particularly with digitization where you can have interactive knowledge-based searches and be able to do it across the existing databases and integrate them somehow. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of that takes money, and that uh, there's a definite paucity of uh, funds in the area. Yeah. Well, I guess if there's a will, there's a way, and, uh, you know, we can um, just kind of hope for the best. I've you know, when I, I've done quite a bit of, of study of uh, indigenous cultures, especially here in the uh, the desert southwest, and and every year that goes by, um, those cultures are losing major chunks of their cultural heritage, their their songs, their dances, their um, ceremonies, um, aspects of their oral tradition is just going by the wayside, simply because individuals are passing along and transitioning, and they're not making, or their culture doesn't have in place appropriate ways to continue, uh, you know, the the education and the knowledge of the younger generations of this information. And uh, well, it, it, one of the things that uh, we tend to forget in that area is that uh, many of these have a, uh, a verbal or oral heritage. And so you've got to have somebody who, you know, where they is interested enough to pass it on. Linguistics are also a problem. We have a number of languages that are basically becoming extinct. You have across the world an intensity of urbanization. And many of these people, uh, particularly youngsters, as soon as they're old enough, moving you know, from their natural habitat into the cities and then becoming amorphized with all of the things that are going on there. And I, I mean, it's understandable why that would happen. 
But I think there needs to be a conscious effort made to try and capture the original data. Absolutely. What is your suspicion uh, in terms of you know, ancient, um, let's say, uh, primal knowledge from some of these uh, more indigenous uh, cultures, uh, how much do you think they really know? Uh, do, I mean, I, I've always had the feeling that that ancient cultures um, that still exist um, in, 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 in their primordial state, basically, have tremendous knowledge that can be passed along and that, you know, we're, we're seeing the possible, the possibly the, the death of some of this knowledge uh, culturally. How much do you think they really know? I mean, you've been all over the world. You've 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 uh, sat with with elders and shamans of of all kinds of of, of wonderful uh, you know ethnic uh, you know, uh, bodies of information. Uh, how much do you think they really do know that would just boggle the minds of scientists and and fly in the in the face of of, of you know modern sort of a, a modern view of reality. You know, before well, you answer that yeah. question, John, I just wanted to take a quick break here, and we'll get back with discussing indigenous cultures and such. With Gene and with Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. ProPure water filters, most trusted, most tested. Right now, you can save 25% on the ProPure Nomad Gravity System. Visit an authorized ProPure dealer for details. That's P-R-O-P-U-R. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. That's advertise.gcnlive.com. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpillard.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. When we get Dr. John B. Alexander here, you see it covers the gamut of subjects. And this may require a second show to get to the rest of it. We'll see. There are also a number of questions from listeners that Chris will get to later. John, you want to respond to what Chris said so far? It's hard to say. How many hours have we got here? (laughs) (laughs) You know, in general, do you think that we're missing out? I I think what is known is that the cultures across the world have had experiences that usually often cannot be explained and often you have folklore developed around that to you know to try and explain it in the stories let's just bump up against what we call the abduction uh phenomena if you will people who claim they've been taken by et etc got some problems with that but one of the things i point out is that stories of interactions between humans and sentient non-humans have been around since the dawn of history, as long as humanity has been around. That they happen to ride in on little silver craft and things is fairly new wrinkle to it. But these interactions are recorded basically in every culture in the world uh, throughout antiquity. So I don't think there's any doubt about 
the validity that some interactions certainly are taking place. If I digress to the book for a moment, one of the things I point out in there, while many of these things are, you know, experiences that I've had, that this is common throughout, you know, humanity. And the point is that I think most of the readers will have, you know, a relationship with at least some aspect of many of the phenomena. Uh, how dramatic that is uh, may vary, but the point is this is about humanity and a critical aspect of it. The biggest issue, if you will, has to do with belief systems. And the point is that in the West, uh, because of our educational system, we come from a materialistic belief system. It is that, you know, if you cut things into smaller and smaller pieces, you'll eventually come to the God particle. Some thought that would be the Higgs boson. I also point out that, you know, we spent $18 billion discovering the Higgs boson only to find out, that's using the Large Hadron Collider, um, that, uh, you know, below that, well, suddenly you had petaquarks. But you have this dominant view that material, uh, a materialist world is it. You had asked about what do these uh, indigenous societies know when I deal with shamans. In the West, we look at, if you believe there's a spirit world, it is certainly separate and distinct from the physical world or consensus reality as we know it. On the other hand, you in their cultures, and one of the problems in interviewing shamans, is that they can move seamlessly back and forth between, you know, what's called the spirit world and the real world. And there may be multiple spirit worlds. But I think if you get into multi-dimensional realities, it is the only logical aspect to explain, you know, the kinds of phenomena that uh, are observed, albeit transiently, you know, in what we call reality or consensus reality. When you talk about consensus reality, the only thing that comes to my mind, first of all, is Matrix. <laughs> well, I talk about consensus reality um, for Lily and many others uh, in, when studying consciousness agree with this. And this is when I say consensus is that, that we agree, for instance, that we are in human form right now talking on telephone as a means of communication uh, that's going to be put out another way. Uh, if the, I touch my computer, only, I can touch it and it's absolutely there. The problem, let me take, uh, digress, if you will, to cryptozoology, for instance. Um, interesting debate I saw today on does Bigfoot exist or Sasquatch. Um, many of the stories that I see there certainly point to uh, say an, an interdimensional aspect of it or a transient one where at some point, when the interactions are taking place, they are just as real uh, as our interaction here today. Yet when they separate, uh, it like totally goes away. So the question then becomes, well, where did they go? Well, that may not even be a useful question because where infers that we have this three-dimensional or four, if you want to throw in time, 
uh, and those are the limits of possibilities for interaction. I suggest the evidence is pretty strong that no, there's evidence of interaction in other dimensions as well. And I think that that uh, dovetails into all aspects of the so-called paranormal or supernatural. I mean, a case could be made for UFOs uh, exiting this particular uh, realm of a consensual existence and going somewhere else. And and the same with hauntings. Uh, I I mean, there's any number of uh, so-called, you know, unaccepted by the mainstream, uh, by science and academia, um, you know, phenomenal events that that do have uh, the appearance of morphing uh, somewhere else or into some other realm. Uh, and I tell... juncture, they are just as physical as we are now. Right. The problem is when they change dramatically and spontaneously. Um, I think we talked about the UFO program. One of the issues I have there uh, with the UFO community, I say, well, tell me what you mean. Because I got little balls of light that are zipping about. I've got solid craft a mile or more across and everything in between. I've always said it's this variability uh, that is problematic when you're trying to nail down what it is you're even talking about. Yeah, and and agreeing on um, definition of terms is probably a good place to start to get everybody on the same page, at least. But that leads to the other problem that we have and one we touched on earlier, and that is that we tend to deal with each phenomena in isolation. And that, I think, is a serious error. It's the one we mentioned before. We, yeah, you got UFOs, near-death experience, apparitions, you know, pick your phenomena. But everybody wants to, to delineate what they think that means and what they will put in and what they won't. No. Well, you see, problem we have in solving any of these mysteries, and especially UFOs, is that people are stuck with one explanation. UFOs have to be spaceships. When you try to relate UFOs to other sorts of phenomena, well, some people it just doesn't, doesn't really click. They may even believe in ghosts and such, life after death, but they can't see them as having any connection whatsoever. And that is a serious mistake in my view. Well, I agree. But you see, that is also making a value judgment about where we're going to go. Because when you have people like Tom DeLong and others who are, you know, engaged in possible disclosure, they're expecting an answer in advance. They are expecting that ET is here and the government knows it and they will answer all our questions, solve all our problems. Well, I can say, knowing those people, that is not their expectation. What do you think they expect? Well, I, I, I think that, uh, as I said, research into maybe either new forms of energy or uh, different propulsion systems and things of that nature is uh, one of the areas from a research perspective. Uh, I do know that they have um, have had access, or some other people have, to 
some very interesting cases that were generally not previously known before. Uh, one of the ones that Chris Mellon uh, mentioned uh, that was frankly new to me at the time was this whole incident with uh, Nimitz, uh, with interaction between pilots and sensor systems with, you know, hard craft zipping about. Let's zip something else about for a moment. And when it stops zipping, we could zag. No, that's bad. It's a bad segue with Gene and Chris. And, <laughs> and Dr. Alexander, you're in the Pericast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. This just in, before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com, just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You see, they're wanting to convey the erroneous impression that when there's a bad pun, I will make it. But remember, I'm also a former disc jockey. And disc jockeys, well, their stock and trade is bad puns. Are there even good puns, though? Well, you've come up with a few over 11 years. Um, I Don't ask me to, to recite them, because I probably couldn't. Well, you see, the reason is that they go in one ear and out the other. And he doesn't listen to me. Nobody listens to me. Why am I here? Oh, wait a minute. We're talking to Dr. John B. Alexander. Trying to look at the frontiers of reality. You were saying here that you don't think Tom DeLong 
is a disclosure ET advocate? Oh, I think they would like to have uh, information, but I don't think, uh, again, knowing the others, I've only talked to Tom once, but I, as I say, the others I, I know much uh, better. I think uh, that what they're after is getting out as much data as they can and looking for the same kinds of questions that you and your audience are. Yeah. Yeah, in a perfect world, um, that would be great. I mean, I'd love to get a call from Tom DeLonge saying, hey, Chris, your idea for a, um, you know, a multi-instrumented uh, triangulated array in a hotspot area is a great idea. How much do you need to make it happen? Uh, what sort of uh, expertise and you know, what kind of consultants uh, would you require? Uh, let's make it happen. I, I would take him very seriously if he said that. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, let me go back to the, uh, you know, when you get to the funding issue. My guess is, the figure I use in the book, and I pulled it out of my ass, I agree with that, but it's kind of a knowledgeable guess, is there's probably less than $10 million a year put into research uh, into all phenomena, globally. Yeah, globally. (laughs) So when you compare that, to the amount of money that's used even in rare diseases, it is minuscule. And yet we are trying to tackle problems that are just infinitely complex. And so and to get more to your point is, yeah, that might be interested, but, or interesting, but do you understand that there's probably a thousand such proposals instantly available? Which ones do you choose? Right, but uh, I think I, I think some are, are um, a little bit more uh, well thought out than others. Uh, well, and, that um, says what you do. Remember, I used to work. My last job in the military was director of advanced system concepts at Army Laboratory Command, and we dealt with the entire technology base and about every technology that you can imagine. And you have a one-to-end priority list. Um, how is it you decide which areas to fund? And just like the military, and I've used this argument with the UFO research uh, of the military as well, you run out of money long before you run out of good ideas to research. That's true. But then there's also that whole um, axiom of bang for the buck. I mean, where is money uh, best spent, and um, you know yep. you you have to you there have to are kind processes of... for determining that, and I mean that's what we did again. If we go back to the military, there was a whole talk about a matrix, a huge matrix for determination of where dollars are are going to be spent. The problem with the issue that we're talking about here is the amount of money available is absolutely minuscule. One of the issues that I do address in um, Reality Tonight at at the end is just that, about funding. And so my experience has been and continues to be that you have had a number of dilettantes who have personal interests in specific areas, and they are willing to put money into, but they delineate what are the areas that can be researched, which is unfortunate because... They ought to be interconnected and ought to be pull, pulling resources. 
The other problem associated with that is that while you have people who are interested in doing research, they're also very protective of whatever their source of resources, funding sources are, and for good reason. There's very little money to go around. And so pooling ideas and picking the best one is not generally the way it's going to go. Rather, it's going to be based on personal relationships and the specific interest of the uh, individual providing the money. Right, right. I, I, I absolutely agree. It's all political. Like I saw a UFO. I had a near-death experience. Uh, you know, pick your phenomena, but it's one that's something that drives them to have specific interests. And as long as it's their money, they have every right to uh, dictate, you know, how it's going to be spent. Right, and it's kind of hard not to bring up Robert Bigelow uh, in that particular conversation. Uh, you know, people have been very down on, you know, the whole NIDS effort, for instance, which you were uh, fairly closely involved with. And, you know, I had to remind people, look, this guy is putting up his money and he can do whatever the heck he wants with the results that he gets from his funding of a particular scientific effort. And he has and no obligation. That was, in fact, published. A great deal of it was, of course, until we know the width and the breadth of the overall amount of data that was collected, we'll never know for sure. But I agree that uh, you have to approach this thing, you know, from a, a very sober and, and sort of you have to realize that, look, people are they're putting up money. They they have a right to dictate how that money is spent and they do have a, a certain amount of control over the results of uh, data collected and, and uh, whatever conclusions are drawn from the research. But uh, I, I, I do think that we do have some well-intentioned efforts out there that deserve, uh, you know, deserve some, you know, some at least somebody take a look at, um, you know, proposals and, and, and look at, at what the intention is and what the hypotheses are that, that are being proposed and really, um, you know, take these efforts uh, seriously. You know, you mentioned a $10 million. If you're talking about an issue where you have outside funding that's not earmarked, I, it doesn't come from an individual. In fact, NIDS did some of that in looking at various proposals, and we frankly had the scientific knowledge necessary to make reasonable decisions on how to proceed. But again, you're back to small amounts of money, intense competition uh, for resources. Everybody's got good ideas. You also have the survival aspect of it, and I'm talking here about, you know, monetary survival of the individual, meaning that the research, I get, still get emails, I'm sure you know people as well, who say, how can I get into this field? How can I get a job doing it? And the answer <laughs> is very rare, but you can. And, there are uh, no jobs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the point. And so you can understand why they would jealously guard access to uh, such resources. Problem with that is the one that Chris, I think, was just pointing out, is that you don't share the data. Right, right. Well, hey, whatever I do is open. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, my database that I've uh, been, you know, that I spent ten solid years of my life and a lot of a lot of funds and a lot of time, a lot of uh, sweat equity uh, is open to anybody that's interested enough to uh, to peruse the data and. 
I tried to alleviate the garbage in, garbage out scenario as uh, as much as possible. And I do think that uh, my particular altruistic intentions uh, should be adopted by others who um, are proprietary with, with the uh, information that they're holding or, or data that they're collecting. You know, I must point out, though, that you mentioned $10 million um, as a, you know, just kind of a, you just threw that that particular figure out there as a as a figure. I mean, let's put this into perspective. We're talking about ten cruise missiles here. Before we go on with the cruise missiles and blow up this conversation, that was a bad pun too. Doctor John B. Alexander, Gene Steinberg, Christopher O'Brien, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-610-7740. That's 800-610-7740. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. 
people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Well, I won't say that segue blows. It kind of blew up in your face, didn't it, Gene? You're talking about puns. <laughs> right. Ten million dollars, I think, is a, a bit of a. It might be an idealized amount. I think the the amount is actually far smaller, but put into context of the kind of money that this government spends. Well, I, there are quite a few small pockets, particularly when you look around the world. Yeah. Well, I also point out that you know, again, you get back to the materialistic view that with the Large Hadron Collider, we've put in 18 billion so far looking for this God particle, which frankly, all barely of interest to anybody but a few theoretical physicists. Let me compare that with continuation of consciousness beyond physical death. And the point there is it ought to be of importance to 100% of the population, yet gets almost no serious research uh, into it. Well, again, yeah, you are talking about um, a number of potential investigation-type projects um, in, in a variety of, of subjects. And, you know, the UFO subject is just one of many. And um, if you add them all up, you know, possibly we're dealing with, uh, you know, a, a $10 million figure. I, I still think that's high. I think that we're dealing with a closet. It's of, what we call swag, and, and I admit that. But I know of a number of people, and like I say, there's a lot of, a fair number of philanthropists who put again, small pockets of money into it. If you take uh, uh, Noetic Sciences, for instance, that's one that's uh, up and running, and I'm not sure what their budget is, but pretty good. Uh, Fetzer Foundation uh, is another one that's been ongoing for decades. In fact, they're this weekend having a, a conference on uh, consciousness uh, in the UK. Um, and there are foreign ones uh, as well. But I guess the bottom line is, whatever it is, it is small compared to the impact that uh, research in these areas should have. Well, yeah, and you would think that uh, because, as you pointed out, that these are subjects that 
you know, unlike the something as esoteric as CERN or the Large Hadron Collider, I mean, these are subjects that really uh, should interest uh, a majority of the population. I mean, everybody has a an interest uh, in in where we transition to when uh, when we die. I mean, this is uh, this should be a universally accepted uh, subject that that you would think that that more people would uh, you know be interested in 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 funding these types of efforts and in funding, uh, you know, projects that uh, are related to that particular subject. Uh, well, you know, just parapsychology are, in general. Yeah, there are certain considerations in this in that there are institutions, mega ones, particularly ones like religion, in which they really don't want the answers. <laughs> <laughs> what they want to do is to be the purveyor of information and what you should know about it. And you find that when you get to studying areas like uh, near-death experience, or if we deal with uh, shamans' experiences we've had with ayahuasca uh, or things like that, the point is allowing direct personal experience of the individual between themselves and alternative realities, supreme beings, God, however you want to name that, um, right. that's not considered a good thing. And they want to be able to control the information going because it's power. Exactly. Like you're not going to see the Vatican uh, funding, you know, some sort of research into near-death experiences because it might fly in the face of, you know, the whole underpinnings of, of Christianity. I mean, it, this does kind of fall into a, an area that that is fairly controversial, I think, in, in many people's minds. Uh, people don't want their belief systems uh, to be rocked, and so why fund something that potentially has that capability of rocking, you know, one's reality view or religious view of the afterlife? And, it's uh, also it, become uh, highly politicized, which I think is right. extraordinarily unfortunate. I was pointing out in another program the other day that uh, for, from a Christian perspective, if the founder returned, I don't think he'd recognize uh, the institution as it exists today. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I would have to absolutely agree with that. What are some of the other areas in Reality Denied that uh, you'd like to uh, bring to our, our listeners' attention? I. Again, I apologize for not having uh, uh, dove into the book, which I will, uh, as I have with all your books. Uh, but what are some of the other areas that are, are could be considered eye-openers for our audience here? Areas that perhaps people might be surprised that you were even interested in? Well, let me do one that's kind of a, uh, an interesting story. Um, getting close to Halloween... Uh, but I have one there uh, about a physical interaction with a ghost. And this is one of the chapters where it said, go to hell. It happens to be the chapter. What happened is I was at uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, which is located in Columbus, uh, Georgia, or right next to it. And um, going to school, had a lot of free time, entered into working with some local uh, people interested in psychics, and we got invited to a house in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, I'm sorry, Phoenix, Alabama, which is right across uh, the Chattahoochee River from Columbus, Georgia. And we arrived uh, at the house, 
uh, had a medium that I had worked uh, extensively with. And we, we walk in, we knew very little about it except something was uh, going on there. And she immediately says, oh, some woman died here and whatnot. And it turns out, and we had not known this before, that a woman had died of cancer and they had rearranged the house, two-story house, because of a lengthy and very ugly illness. She had died in there. But that did not seem to be you know, the main issue. We knew and had been told that there was uh, potentially a homicide that had taken place there. Went upstairs and won't go in, in the book, I describe exactly how the building is laid out, which was very, very strange. But uh, ended up, I'm standing there and I can feel something pushing on me uh, from behind. It turns out that uh, the owner said that's where the door used to be. Uh, the next day, the medium I had been working with had bruises uh, on her body that she was being beat. Uh, so we we had gone downstairs, and are you familiar with the planchette kind of thing like you use on a Ouija board? Yeah, an Ouija board. board, sure. Well, it's like that, except that what it would have is ball bearings on the back and put a pen on the front so you could write letters, and it would you would get automatic writing at a very fast pace. All of a sudden, the door swings open, the handwriting changed dramatically and says, go to hell, and then the door slams shut again. We've got Dr. John P. Alexander with Gene and Chris, meaning you're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. In an emergency, you need a fire now. But what if the wood is wet? No problem for InstaFire. Our non-toxic fire starter packs lights wet wood, floats, and can even burn on water or in any weather. Sustains winds up to 30 miles per hour, and each pouch weighs only 1.75 ounces. Need an emergency or camp stove? Get the InstaFire Inferno stove that boils 20 ounces of water in under 3 minutes with controllable heat and temps from 425 to 1500 degrees. Free shipping. Go to InstaFire.com and use discount code RADIO30 at the three times for 30% off your order. InstaFire. Fire in an instant. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and re-cleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Chris O'Brien taken over by a mysterious entity. Just as he was about to ask an important question, the cat got his tongue. Okay, so you had an experience uh, that obviously can't be uh, readily explained. Uh, You've described you know, the the scenario and you've described the surroundings and, and there is no logical explanation. Where where do you come down on, on an experience like that? What what do you think what what do you think what forces are operative here? Well obviously don't know. The type of thing I think needs to be more thoroughly researched. The issue here is the event absolutely occurred. It does appear that the information was being derived from a discarnate entity of some kind. I am absolutely sure it did not originate with a friend of mine, the medium, uh, who was there and shook her pretty badly, as I mentioned earlier, to, to the point where she was actually bruised 
up the following day. Uh, that's when the bruises appeared. So, yeah, the whole, I mean, I've got throughout the book numbers of tales about interactions with discarnate uh, individuals. Can you explain it? No, this is why we need to get involved. Now, is there a connection, say, between discarnate individuals, as we're describing here, and things we discussed earlier, like non-human intelligences that have interacted with society? No idea. But it would be fascinating to get in and research something seriously. But the problem at the moment, in my view, is that our society is barely open to the possibility that any of these exist, let alone that there's a, some sort of uh, interactive process that ought to be uh, understood, researched and uh, understood. I want to get to just a few other things here, because we covered briefly the near-death experience phenomenon you mentioned earlier. And I wanted to dovetail that to the other phenomenon, UFO abductions, because we've covered this from time to time, about a relationship between the two, which seems kind of screwy. But if they're all caused by a similar phenomenon, what's going on here? Well, we don't know what the causal relationship is, or firmly that there is a relationship between them. highly suspect that it is. Um, but this is the sort of thing that is worthy of, you know, uh, exploration. Again, we mentioned earlier that these sorts of uh, interactions, you know, are reported throughout human history. And yet we've done a very poor job of, you know, cataloging the experiences. Uh, most of it is purely uh, anecdotal. Now, we do have a few cases and say, near-death experience in which the individual is absolutely instrumented so that you know for sure what their physiological state is. And um, one of the most famous, of course, is the uh, Pam Reynolds case. It was a young lady who had an aneurysm deep in her brain, had... Um, about a 50-50 chance of survival and a very delicate uh, operation, but it is one in which um, they had to uh, stop her body, uh, drain the blood, and so we have absolute sensation of breathing. Um, We have uh, blood is going out, the heart is stopped, and they also had a statiscope on, so you're measuring the cortical electrical activity of the brain. Brain activity has stopped. Now, by all medical standards, when you have those things occur, that is not near death. That is, in fact, death. That's death. (laughs) And yet she is explaining to us, you know, exactly where people stood, what happened, Anecdotally, she was not appreciative that they played the Hotel California, which uh, the <laughs> lyrics uh, include that you check in, but you can never check out. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, that's yeah. rather rude. Yeah, but uh, what is of interest to me is that we have recently come across another case, and I describe this one in the book, with the same thing, where you know the, the 
individual is totally instrumented throughout. So you know the state of their physiology, and yet cognitive capabilities continue. How do you do that? And particularly if one says the brain and the mind are the same things, which I would argue they are not. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I, You know, speaking from my own personal experience, I, I died for four or five minutes. Um, several years ago uh, from a, a respiratory failure, um, being at high altitude with uh, respiratory um, uh, health issues, and uh, and my lungs ceased to function, and, and just, I guess, by the grace of God or whomever or whatever, uh, EMTs were able to get there in time and revive me, and uh, when I came back, uh, you know, I, you know, they told me I looked like I'd been buried for three days, and somebody had dug me up. I was totally blue. My lips were black. Um, there was no um, pain response uh, when they initially got there. And, um, you know, I thought, oh my God, you know, I, I've had a near death experience. But, you know, did I see a tunnel of light? Uh, was my brother there? Uh, you know, wanting to toast my uh, transition into the afterlife? Did I, you know, have a you know a chorus of angels singing me into uh, <laughs> into some other place? No, I had a, a complete you know complete blackness, a void. Yeah, importantly, that is the norm. I want to uh, bring something up here most that kind of changes that. the equations, guys. Okay, there's a story that came out a few months ago. And I have the ABC News version here. Study, brains function in clinically dead. A British scientist studying heart attack patients says he is finding evidence that suggests that consciousness may continue after the brain has stopped functioning and a patient is clinically dead. The research presented to scientists at the California Institute of Technology, resurrects the debate over whether there is life after death and whether there is such a thing as the human soul. He's talking about eight seconds. Uh, By the way, if you want a rather grim study uh, that was done, was during the French Revolution, the use of the guillotine, where there was a guy who would pick up heads and look at them and say that the lips would try to form words uh, indicating what he thought was some sort of uh, consciousness after decapitation. Uh, But we're talking about something that's really considerably different because of, you know, uh, take uh, Eben Alexander's case is a great one, where he was in a state uh, like this for seven days, negative ground, uh, meningitis and what's unique about the case of course is that Eben uh, was a neurosurgeon so he understood the severity of the problem and survival rate was uh, very low and then a whole series of things happened uh, when he was in an out of body state but getting back to Chris's uh, only about a third of the people who report NDEs report having uh, these other aspects to it, and it runs from autoscopic uh, position, i.e. being above your body, looking down at what's going on, tunnel of light, uh, sounds, affirmations, uh, meeting relatives. Uh, Those are the exception rather than the rule of people who are physically close to death. At one point, I was the uh, president 
of the International Association for Near-Death Studies. You know what? That's a good place to stop, and we'll continue with that discussion. Dr. John B. Alexander moving to, again, life after death. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This just in. Before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com. Just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. In an emergency, you need a fire now. But what if the wood is wet? No problem for InstaFire. Our non-toxic fire starter packs lights wet wood, floats, and can even burn on water or in any weather. Sustains winds up to 30 miles per hour, and each pouch weighs only 1.75 ounces. Need an emergency or camp stove? Get the InstaFire Inferno stove that boils 20 ounces of water in under 3 minutes with controllable heat and temps from 425 to 1500 degrees. Free shipping. Go to InstaFire.com and use discount code RADIO30 at the 3 times for 30% off your order. InstaFire. Fire in an instant. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Hello, Mr. Anderson. The NSA has noticed how much time you spend on conservative news sites. We have no choice but to consider you a domestic terrorist. Tired of your internet activity being monitored by Big Brother? Get VirtualShield.com, the world's easiest to use virtual private network. Browse the web anonymously, leaving pesky advertisers and spies in the dust. Get started today at VirtualShield.com. Take advantage of our free 30-day trial. VirtualShield.com. You have the right to remain private. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Again, if you haven't heard before, we're offering the first two episodes of Haunted with Paul Kimball and Holly Stevens only to Paracast Plus members, and you have to actually request special access. It's kind of confusing how that works. So, Paul Kimball, Holly Stevens, featured in the Canadian reality show Haunted. We're offering special access to the first two episodes exclusively for Paracast Plus members. Now, it's a little tricky to get it. You have to be a member. You have to open a personal conversation with Paul Kimball on the forums and ask for the password. I mean, they're being very careful, the producers of that show. And once you get that, you'll be able to watch the video, the first two episodes. Only if you're a Paracast Plus member, and he'll verify it with me. And to learn more about what we offer, go to plus.thepowercast.com, plus.thepowercast.com. And we were talking here about Dr. John B. Alexander's expertise in near-death experiences, as opposed to his associations on it. So the question I would have for you, John, is are we dealing here with something where someone is actually seeing the afterlife or when they remember something, it's just something from their imagination? I guess the answer is yes. Um, we really don't know. That's why the case I was describing with Pam Reynolds is so significant, because it's one of the few where the individual is totally uh, instrumented during the procedure. And so we know that their physical state is... Uh, near death or medically is death, and yet they are having conscious recall of certain things. Part of the information that comes back that's of interest, of course, is that uh, you know when they provide information uh, either about current events that they could not have access to, uh, interactions with deceased relatives, and uh, often ones they sometimes didn't even know they had uh, and uh, other information or that of future events that then turn out to be accurate. Um, Let me give a classic case here, and that's of Mary Neal, who was a doctor. And this has all of the aspects that we were just discussing. Uh, She was kayaking in Chile, uh, this was the last day, and she was the 
last person going down the rapids flips over and gets pinned underwater. Um, she's underwater for at least 15 minutes, probably 30 minutes, far longer than one can uh, hold their breath. Uh, legs are broken, a whole series of miracles occur, and she is extricated and is alive, of course, uh, taken out. But she received information during that process uh, concerning her son, uh, specifically that her son was going to die when he was uh, 18, which is not something any mother would choose to hear. Um, and in fact, it came to pass. Son was out, uh, I think it was rollerboarding uh, on a roadway and got hit and was killed by a car. So there's one where you have physically... I, you, you can't hold your breath that long, and I've heard people say, well, the air pockets, no, not under a, a, you know, cascades that you're going down the rapids. And um, There's another aspect to it was that after they got her out, had broke, broken both her legs, a long recovery period, but uh, get her out, four people appear, they're in a remote area, northern Chile, and they take her to an ambulance. No ambulance exists in the area that suddenly it, it was there. And so, again, the miracle, physical miracles that go on, the informational transfer that took place, uh, the survival of being underwater for that length of time, you know, all of which point to something really strange and unusual going on that we really don't understand. Yeah, not only do we understand it, I don't think we even, as you pointed out at the very beginning of the show, we're not even sure what questions that uh, we should be asking. And this would be a classic example of an incident that would um, would point out the fact that we really don't know the questions to ask. One question I have, though, um, and it's something that I've wondered from time to time, uh, I have a friend that literally woke up uh, on the way to the morgue in a body bag after 45 minutes of being uh, supposed to be dead, I mean, clinically dead. Uh, what is the record for someone being brought back after uh, being in a state that could be considered as clinically dead? Uh, I've heard you know, up to uh, an hour or two. Um, do we have any... any? Well, there's a famous one that was three days that uh, created a religion. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, touche. Uh, well, in the modern era, with the... Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. know that there are records, uh, because the problem is there's rarely anybody, you know, timing. Um, there's any number of cases. Uh, Rob Doss, I remember discussing one that was like a full day that had taken place in uh, India. Um, there's a very interesting case with uh, John of God, uh, right. something we might want to discuss because it has most of these phenomenal aspects to it. And we have been to uh, Abedinia and visit him, and I'm convinced that this is the real deal. Um, but in the NDE arena, uh, there was a, a doctor uh, in Brasilia, Abedinia is about uh, 90 miles or kilometers, I think it's 90 kilometers from 
the capital Brasilia was where we flew into. And uh, anyway, a doctor who was working with him, who was at uh, at the hospital there in Brasilia, young guy, forties, uh, way overweight, uh, collapses and dies, and is taken to the emergency room. Uh, pronounced dead, and the normal procedure is to move cadavers out. And not good for business to have you know, you know bodies in the uh, actual hospital or emergency room area. Uh, so somebody, his wife, contacted John of God and told him what had happened, and he said, uh, have somebody stay with the body, do not move them, uh, before three o'clock uh, this afternoon, and so this is mid morning. Um, they did. Uh, the only reason they were allowed to do it was that it was his hospital, and you know they were willing to bend the rules some. Um, at about two forty-five, as I recall, slightly before three, he suddenly goes, "Oh," and comes back to life. Wow! They've got at least four hours. How can we explain that? I mean, the the human body starts to break down um, in terms of the actual, you know, physical makeup of of a person uh, starts to break down with a lack of oxygen, uh, blood flow, um, these sorts of things. Um, number one, how how can we explain that medically? And number two, why don't we see like in my case? I mean, I I should have suffered some sort of, you would think. Uh, <laughs> Uh, brain damage from not having oxygen going to my brain for for minutes. You sure uh, we didn't. Well, maybe I have had brain damage, and I, I, everybody's just puns. been kind, and they haven't told me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was back to puns, <laughs> right? <laughs> it just—I uh, uh, mean, this. I will you, tell go you ahead, something sorry. that uh, yeah, I swim. Uh, six days a week, I was swimming uh, earlier today, and an uh, explanation sort of uh, came to me actually today. And I was thinking about the case with the Mary Neal in, in particular. And the point is that I would guess that if you had uh, took 99,999 people and you held them underwater for 15 minutes, let alone 30 minutes, they would drown, and yet you have the one that didn't. Now, science in general is interested in the 99,999. Right. I'm interested in the one, and this applies across the board right. in these phenomena. What are the outliers and the things that do not fit with our conventional scientific uh, theories? So the exception that may or may not prove the rule. We've got Dr. John B. Alexander, and we're focusing heavily on some of the topics in his new book from Anomalist called Reality Denied. Something I think about all the time. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. <laughs> Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. 
We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We don't want to deny reality here. We only want to find the cracks in reality that we don't quite understand. You know, when you point out here the fact that science is interested in the 99%, you're looking at the 1%, and we're not talking about it financially here, the fact that you're looking for the exceptions. But won't those exceptions, once we understand them, give us a greater understanding of all the rest? That's the theory, yes. That's where we should go. My view of the scientific community, as you know, my second career was Los Alamos National Laboratory, and you don't get more sciencey than that, is that you know, there's great emphasis on pushing the boundaries. Uh, you know, what are the borders at? And that sort of thing is okay. Want to move the envelope a little bit. When you have things that are truly disruptive, those are not generally appreciated because they do disrupt the system. And the things we're talking about in these phenomena totally disrupt the system. I've done, as you know, battle periodically with a skeptical community, most of whom are not skeptics, but uh, debunkers. And the point in the, the scientific community in not accepting is that if some of the things that we are discussing here today are real, their entire worldview is in jeopardy. And that's pretty scary. Yeah, uh, just the thought of uh, you know countless doctoral dissertations and PhDs uh, 
being rendered null and void is enough to um, uh, chill the 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 jaws of uh, quite a number of scientists and academics out there, uh, and that's that's one of the problems is we have a um, a calcified structure um, that um, you know you just don't want to rock the boat um, because people just well, don't. There was you know, an interesting study that was published by uh, SSE Journal Society for Scientific Exploration, which I might add, I am the local host uh, for the meeting next year. Next June is going to be here in Las Vegas. Invite folks to attend that. But they looked at the difference in belief systems in general population, scientists, and uh, in various categories. And what they found was that if you get into belief in phenomena, it's very high with the general population, predominantly because they've had these experience. If you get into the social sciences, you get in the 50, 60 uh, percent range. Uh, when you get into softer sciences, they, it continues maybe in 30 percent. But when you get to the National Academy of Science and physicists, you're down at about 4 percent. And this leads wow. to what I think is the huge problem, the disconnect, why people have problems with science today, in that their personal experience is so different from what these scientists are trying to tell them. Right. And we have a problem, you know, fundamental problem in communication. Well, well, doesn't that kind of bring to uh, to bear the whole subject of of tricksterism and and the trickster, the trickster is is renowned uh, in some circles for its ability to topple calcified uh, centralized uh, control structures, the powers that be, shall we say? And uh, UFOs, in 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 one example, could be considered, you know, a perfect example of the whole edifice of science and the calcification of a centralized scientific belief system uh, being toppled by the inexplicable, the anomalies within statistical data that normally are thrown out by science and glorified by uh, anomalists uh, as being something uh, to try to kind of equal the playing field, or, uh, for lack of a better sort of analogy. I, I think science is constantly being you know, challenged by uh, aberrant uh, statistical uh, events and and you know anomalies that just don't don't conform to statistical data. What role do you think tricksterism has uh, in uh, looking at science and and uh, looking at uh, religion and calcified thus social structures? I mean, uh, are we looking at something that may uh, actually be our friend and is trying to do us all a favor? Uh, where do you come down on? on tricksterism and, uh, and the challenge to, uh, you know, the norm? Well, don't really have a position, but let me transition to something I think is similar. The fundamental problem, in my view, is that, you know, we have this materialistic belief system that dominates uh, and has worked pretty well. In most cases, I mean, you got to point out that when you flip the switch, the light goes on most of the time, and that's okay. But our educational system says those things aren't true. If we start talking about anomaly, we just set them aside and say, well, if you believe, we'll let that go. Now, let me 
transition because uh, I do work in Brazil periodically. I've done a lot of stuff in non-lethal weapons and dealt at very, very high levels of government. We're talking ministers, senior generals, and people of that nature, all of whom have been educated in institutions that are you know, very much akin and have this materialistic belief system. Yet, most of them have a belief system that accommodates spiritism because in their culture, they have seen these things happen. Uh, I mentioned John of God. In the book, I go into uh, Umbanda ceremonies and ayahuasca and Santa Daime and uh, things uh, of that nature, which are totally inculcated into their society. And somehow they can accommodate both the Western belief systems and these spiritist beliefs because they see, you know, the reality of them. One of the things I might point out that I say in the book that I think is critical, that I've had a bunch of weird experiences is kind of interesting, and I use them for discussing, you know, various aspects of the reality. What I think is more important is that the people who read them, and I imagine most of your listeners, and Chris, you've just described an NDE kind of thing, that they need to be able to talk about these experiences. And I think what you're going to find is that they're far more common than most people would believe. But because they're basically inhibited, uh, again, from a cultural perspective, we tend to not get the information out. Whether recorded or not, I think it would have a huge impact if everybody had had, you know, near-death experiences, UFO sightings, et cetera, et cetera, would discuss them. But how many people do you think have these experiences and will not discuss them? I think it's the vast majority of the people who've had the experiences choose not to. And I don't know how many people have said, you know, again, in letters and things that, you know, this happened 30, 40, 50 years ago even, Importantly, uh, the impact is like it was yesterday, but I never told anybody or never told anybody outside of very close friends uh, or relatives. Again, it's for fear of ridicule, and that's very reasonable given the materialistic viewpoint, and uh, you know, people just don't want to get beat up. Very reasonable. Yeah, human nature being what it is... Uh there's very few people that are willing to, um, you know, stick their necks out and um, and fly in the face of cultural convention, uh, and religious, political, you know, all these, obviously, all, all these um, aspects of their reality uh, come into play. You know, it's I, I think it's changing, though, John. I, I do. Uh, yeah, but let me let me give you both sides of that. Uh, Facebook. Uh, I think Zuckerberg wants to t- playing claim good credit. He ought to take the blame for all the people who've been killed, et cetera, et cetera, over it. But I was reading uh, an article today. You know, we had this uh, shooting uh, here in Las Vegas. Let's break it before we cover the shooting, and we'll continue. Okay. We've got more to come with Dr. John B. Alexander with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Attack.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attention type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors, for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-7607. That's 800-475-7607. Again, 800-475-7607. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Actual testimonials from real Numana customers. I've tried all kinds of food storage, and Numana is by far the best. I'm a single mom with two teenage boys and a full-time job. I don't always have time to cook a four-course meal. That's where Numana has been such a blessing. I can spend less time in the kitchen and more time on what matters most, like helping with homework. Find out for yourself. Order online at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. Numana is... Thepowermall.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish. GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids, EPA, DHA, 
Insist on IFOS Omega-3 Fatty Acid Certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We return. Dr. John B. Alexander, three more segments. You were going to start talking, John, about the shooting in Las Vegas. Go ahead. Yes, I want to point out that, uh, as you know, we had this massive shooting, largest uh, in the U.S. in recent history, Um, and there was an article today in The Guardian that I was reading uh, in which trolls on the Internet are attacking people who were shot and blaming them as if they were, quote, crisis actors. This stating that these events haven't happened, we saw this uh, out of Sandy Hook and almost every other major incident. So when you have something that's that real, I mean, here are people, one of whom was shot in the head, and literally trolls coming out and saying, no, you really should be shot in the head, that you're lying to us. I mean, you know, that's a physical event I can prove that I got shot with, but saying, oh, I was talking to my grandmother, uh, you know, who has been dead for, you know, six years or six decades, and I want to subject myself to that kind of view, not worth it. I don't need this. And so it's moving in both directions. Chris, you were saying it's getting more, uh, you know, ability to talk on is more prevalent. There's certainly some of that, but I think when you look at the negative aspects of it, they pretty much at best balance out. Well, you know, I'm the eternal optimist. I'm always hoping for that three steps forward, two steps back kind of analogy, but it's disheartening when you factor in, as you've described, you know, this whole growth of, uh, you know, instant uh, ad water conspiracy theory and uh, just the way that these, some example, just outrageous uh, claims and, and uh, what ifs. I do want to go on record, by the way, I thought of this, but as we're taping this uh, today, it is the day that the uh, JFK files are supposed right. to be released. <laughs> I will guarantee that there will be conspiracies out there that the real files weren't released. This is the story. President Donald Trump will not release the full set of records. The National Archives were supposed to release 2,800 records with the remaining documents being secret for the time being. That's the latest story. So, of course, that's what the conspiracy theorists will seize on. Grist for the mill. Yes, or grill for the mist. I I thought they were out, and I was going to say it doesn't matter because the same story would have been uh, come out whether it was real or not. Right. Well, it just adds ammunition to the conspiracy-fueled fire. Boy, if life got any more dull, I'd uh, be really surprised. This is the latest story from the Washington Post. President Trump delayed the release of hundreds of classified documents related to the John F. Kennedy assassination Thursday evening, bowing to pressure from the CIA, FBI, and other federal agencies, 
The president approved the immediate release of 2,800 records by the National Archives following a last-minute scramble in the face of a 25-year legal deadline. The rest will be reviewed during a 180-day period, which means, of course, in six months they could be released or maybe we'll never hear from it again. And the way news works, of course, we focus on current events, not on stuff that's six months old. The plot thickens. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was too good to be true. Oh, well. John, we're kind of uh, waning here a little bit in our uh, time. We have a number of listener questions that I'd like to get to, and some of them are a little bit more uh, mundane than others. But uh, let's start with Paul Kimball, uh, a good friend of the show and a real supporter of the Paracast Plus, I might add, with his uh, uh, offering the first two episodes of Haunted uh, for Paracast Plus listeners. You know, he's. It's a pretty generic question, but uh, I think a I think a valid one, and, and one that I'd be interested to hear your answer. Uh, uh, what are, is your current thinking on the ETH, the extraterrestrial hypothesis? Uh, do you believe that it is most uh, the most likely answer, based on the available evidence? No, that does not address the reality of these experiences. Cause I think there are some. My opposition to the ETH is that, again, we discussed earlier that we have had interactions between humans and sentient non-humans throughout the entirety of the human history. Um, I think these things occur, but that the little gray guys from Zeta Reticuli, again, just too simple, does not explain all of the data or the observations. Mm, I would absolutely agree 100%. Way too simple. Way too simple. I mean, if if only it was that simple. I mean, it would be much more convenient, I'm I'm sure. Well, well here's one. This one comes from uh, William Strathman. I like it. It's a good question. And could you, Dr. Alexander, give us a quote-unquote big-picture overview of how you view the universe, uh, where we humans fit into the big picture, and how non-human intelligence fits into this picture? And he thanks you. I think that's a good bit of the discussion we've had uh, today. Uh, Again, it is more complex than we can, uh, can imagine. Uh, We are certainly part and parcel, probably part of co-creators of the universe, or certainly of reality as we know them. I think, you know, from a continuation of consciousness standpoint, I think we definitely go beyond the physical body and somehow uh, continue with the interactions. You might almost get to a a Hindu perspective, let alone Buddhist one, of looking to, you know, integrate into nirvana uh, at uh, some point. To me, the the notion of reincarnation is the best one that fits the data as we know it. But you've asked a very, very broad question. I'm not sure it has an answer, per se. Uh, One of the things I have talked about, though, in uh, a couple of books is the uh, what I call Alexander's Rule of Appropriate Complexity. And in that, it says that every individual is faced with complex problems. 
And it may be, you know, as simple as where am I going to uh, find food tonight? Uh, can I continue to breathe? All the way up to the altruistic uh, versions of who are we? And, and uh, you know, the, the question like uh, we were asked, of, you know, where do we fit in the universe? But it seems to me that as each person gets to the point where they're just about to come to an understanding where you say, ah, I got I've got all these questions figured out. I understand it. A trap door opens and you enter an entire new level of complexity and you're back at the bottom trying to work your way up, even though you, you know, it's almost like a computer game, if you will, you know, trap doors and moving up to new complexities. That seems to be where we're at. Let's do our break here. We got we, more to we come do a with. Whole show we got that, more to uh, come with question. Gene and Chris and Dr. Alexander. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. 800-535-7789-800-535-7789-800-535-7789. That's 800-535-7789. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Chris, any more questions from our listeners? Yeah, yeah there are, and I, I agree, uh, John, that, um, I mean, we could devote several shows uh, to that one question, <laughs> actually. Uh, it gets into, uh, it is so broad that it gets into a lot of a lot of nuances. Here's one. This one comes from um, Angelo, who um, is a moderator at the Paracast forums at forum.theparacast.com. He's a friendly skeptic, uh, self-described, and um, he's a, he's a fan of your work. And um, he asked, as a skeptic, UFOs, myths, conspiracies, and realities is one of my favorite UFO books because it's so balanced. And he wonders, uh, would you have any experiences that rate as highly bizarre as what you saw at Skinwalker Ranch while you were a part of NIDS? And do you have any thoughts on this uh, since writing about it in the book? Uh, well, uh, first chapter is, uh, in reality denied, is called the NIDS experience. And we certainly had experiences there that just defy every aspect of uh, logic and reality as we know it, again, consensus reality. The one thing that I came to, and I did write this in uh, the UFO book, uh, was the what I called the uh, precognitive sentient phenomena, which might translate at least roughly to the trickster, if you will, that there is a trickster element to many of these phenomena, and these have been noted, again, throughout uh, human history. But the point with the ranch, well, when I say it was precognitive, but first of all, there was an it, whatever you, however you would define that, and it was in control. We certainly were not. It seemed to be aware of how we as researchers would respond even before 
whatever the observation was presented to us, be it the dead calf incident or, uh, you know, you can pick a whole variety, the creepy crawler coming out of the tunnel. We also would try to think ahead. We had it highly instrumented, and whatever would happen would happen just off camera. So it was precognitive in that it knew how we would respond. Sentient, there's no doubt about, you know, that it was smart and cognitive and in control and certainly phenomenological. You want to call it a trickster, you can do that. But this has been, again, noted throughout human history that these things just tend to defy uh, rational thought or explanation. Yeah, that makes it real tough when, uh, for instance, in my my case, you know, I've been struggling to, uh, you know, put together a triangulated, multi-instrumented array of uh, sensing equipment, uh, optically and otherwise, to, uh, you know, monitor activity in a hotspot region. And and people, you know, having read your book and Hunt for the Skinwalker and other, other books that look at this uh, perplexing question, you know, wonder why I'm even bothering because, you know, obviously uh, we're not going to get anything because whatever it is out there knows what we're doing and it's going to uh, easily circumvent any attempts that we have to attempt to monitor the activity. And my, of course, stock is, answer. Not only does it know what you're doing, it knows what you're going to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, my answer is hey, we won't know unless we try. I mean, oh, I, I'm all for trying. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I'm all for trying, but just we have to deal with the complexity of what we're encountering. Well, you know, I'd like to uh, equate that as out tricking the trickster, uh, for lack of a better uh, sort of explanation. Uh, trying to outthink something that is infinitely smarter than we are is is quite a daunting task, I admit. But uh, but again, so unless we you want to you want to be Batman to the Joker, huh? Well, yeah, you know, and, and I'd rather uh, somehow, you know, come up with a way that um, allows us to anticipate um, countermeasures, if you will, and uh, have something in place that uh, that is one step, you know, obviously, ideally, one step uh, ahead of, of uh, any sort of countermeasure that's already being applied to our, our scenarios. So... You know, again, I think it's important that we try, and the fact that, you know, our culture is set up in a way that even dissuades people from even attempting to um, act on these types of questions and, and to attempt to get out in the field and actually do the work, you know, you, you have to overcome, obviously, that hurdle uh, and, and then get things in place. But then it's a, it's a whole other uh, matter of, of coming up with uh, what I would consider ingenious uh, countermeasures that would uh, out-anticipate the anticipation of what we're attempting to do. So I, it's, it, it gets well, pretty... <laughs> Go ahead. What you're describing is the reason that I wrote Reality Denied. And that okay. is that you have all of these events, because that's what I've tried to do is to go out and encounter these sorts of things, at least have first-hand experience uh, with them, as opposed to relying on, you know, tales from uh, others and try to get the hard data. I still think it's worth trying. I just don't think we do a very good job of it. Right. Well, you know, nothing succeeds like uh, like success. And uh, 
what we need to do is, um, you know, overwhelm the phenomenon or phenomena with, you know, attempt to anticipate, uh, you know, problems uh, before they before they are revealed uh, to us and, 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 you know, have contingency plans and, and workarounds set up to, you know, to, to attempt to uh, gain some insight. I mean, I think the example that, uh, that you gave and, and, and Colm Kelleher and George Knapp uh, also gave in the, uh, you know, looking at the NIDS experience at the Sherman ranch, uh, the one that always, strikes my fancy is the the camera observing the camera that is uh being sabotaged that to me you present that scenario to any scientist to any uh person that has experience working in the field and 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 doing real-time research i mean that should really uh capture your fancy and and make you uh and get you excited that's the point of things that can't happen but did Exactly. Absolutely happened. Can't. I mean, there's no reasonable explanation for it in consensus reality by the, you know, understanding their scientific theory as we know them today. That's why we say they're either wrong or at least incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's an understatement. Well, here we have a question from Lou Sheehan, and uh, he's very interested to... Uh, to know what you would consider your top five specific UFO cases. I'm not sure how you're supposed to delineate what your top five cases are, but what are your top five AAP, UAP uh, cases? You know, it almost include, and this would be very new, which was not in the book, and and that's what we know of the, um, as I said, the case with the Nimitz, uh, in which we have, Eyewitness testimony, multiple sensors, uh, high interaction. Uh, we wouldn't know about it had it, and this was 2004, had it not been for you know some pilots coming. It's actually on a fighter pilot website. I put uh, Bent Waters or Rendlesham Forest uh, very high uh, on the list because of the credibility and physical evidence that uh, occurred there. Uh, I put uh, Phoenix Lights because you are, uh, again, looking at thousands of witnesses, and you have to look at it in toto, meaning not just, you know, the singular incident as it was uh, uh, described, uh, you know, far more complex than that. And I also might point out that the uh, Bentwaters case as well is one that has decades of history and events that may still be uh, continuing. Okay, let's continue that in our final segment. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Pericast. Listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low cost plans put your sites on high performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's 
TechNightOwl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This just in, before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com, just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com. ProPure water filters, most trusted, most tested. Right now, you can save 25% on the ProPure Nomad Gravity System. Visit an authorized ProPure dealer for details. That's P-R-O-P-U-R. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. That's advertise.gcnlive.com. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. $39.95 plus shipping and handling. Use discount code GCN and receive 15% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter and get your Bug Assault today. Kiyosaki, Rogers, and Schiff all concur there's an economic calamity that will be facing this country. My question to you is, do you know when and are you prepared? Most people don't, but my friends over at Republic Monetary Exchange have been leading experts in precious metals to help you offset the coming economic collapse. Right now, for a limited time, they have a free book called The 10 Reasons You Should Own Gold. You simply need to give them a call at 888-772-2929 to get that in your hands. Do not allow the insiders to do what they did to you in 2008, putting your IRAs, 401ks, and savings in jeopardy. You need this book, and you need it now. The 10 Reasons You Should Own Gold. Call 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. There's a reason that the largest investment banking company in the world, J.P. Morgan, just purchased another 50 million ounces of silver. This free book will explain it. 888-772-2929. Why? Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
We're back with the final segment with Dr. John B. Alexander. And we're talking about his latest book, Reality Denied and a lot of other things, as we continue towards the conclusion of this show. John, I want to ask you here with regard to Bentwaters. As you know, there has been a falling out between Peter Robbins and Larry Warren. And Warren apparently had made a lot of statements, claims that turned out not to be true. That has always been suspected. Right. So once you throw him away, which I guess you have to do, because at least based on the evidence that has been cited in the material posted from Peter Robbins, the guy's making up stories. How does that reflect on the entire case? Well, as is a bigger issue that you're raising here, you can, you know, interesting that it happened in the Bentwaters case. Having said that, this whole idea of hoax and people confabulating is a detriment to the entire field. And it is not neutral. You can pick your phenomena and you'll find people like Warren who are jumping in and making up wild-ass stories, uh, even with issues where, you know, they're demonstrably false and you keep getting up. You know, one of the things I've said to the skeptics, I know a lot of them, is, you know, what should you do? He says, do nothing. It's certainly true in the UFO field because, you know, these people come out and just self-immolate, come out with things that are, again, proven false. And so the assumption from the skeptical perspective is, if that's false, why should we believe anything else? Well, unfortunately, because many of the other things are, in fact, true. But this uh, masks everything, and again, this permeates all of the phenomena that we have been uh, discussing today. Let me ask you a question here. This is another thing that kind of has occurred in the UFO field, and that is we're starting to see some of the older cases don't hold up as well. Maybe some of the details of Roswell are not as certain as they used to be. Things like that. And Kevin Randall has been doing a lot of work towards these older cases, and finding stuff there that maybe we have to question now. And that's why, you know, one of the reasons that Bentwaters is important, because we have to get rid of the junk and leave in there whatever's there that's compelling. Let me adjust that, because in my view, Bentwaters, there's a lot less junk to get rid of. And you have quite a few very high-quality witnesses I think Chuck Holt is absolutely credible. I yeah, think absolutely. Is, and I've talked to you know a number of these folks, and you've got a huge number of people in the PRP, i.e., highly credible, who have come forward. Well, you always had physical evidence, but now radar evidence and whatnot. So the evidence supporting that is pretty solid. The problem with Roswell is I don't care how you cut that uh, pie, pieces never all fit together. That's why I've always said with Roswell, I, I happen to come down against, I happen to believe that it's ours. I think it's a rational explanation for what happened. And yes, it was very weird. And yes, they were heavy handed uh, about sequestering the uh, people and, and information. But uh, again, you know, that's one where just all the pieces just don't, don't go together. Uh, by the way, my position on that is, and I admit that I could be wrong, 
Having said that, I rely on my firsthand data, and that are that is people have had you know when I've talked to them have had direct experience as opposed to friends of friends. Many of those witness stories are just that. In the end, what if it turned out just to be a mogul balloon? Don't think it was mogul, but uh, I, I do think there was an experiment going on, and that the um, material that's described that was supposed to be unique uh, definitely did exist uh, at that time. So uh, that was not phenomenal uh, in and of itself. Uh, when you get into bodies and things, I've got problems there, but there are folks who want to say that that was uh, real. That this is one where you know my good friend Edgar Mitchell and I just you know we we got to a position of just saying okay we agree to disagree, but he is also very clear that none of the information that he had came from NASA. uh, That uh, all the things were derived from other sources, usually stories because he had grown up in the Roswell uh, area just north of there and that uh, people came forward and, and told him things. Unfortunately, most of those were at least secondhand. So th- this one's going to go down in the annals of history. is really uh, difficult to explain. How about Socorro? Oh, I think Socorro absolutely happened. You thought it was Lonnie Zamora? So you think that was a real case, or do you think that that uh, was something yeah, more homes? I definitely think that was... Uh, a hard case, a landing, and uh, whatnot. I think Zamora reported accurately the uh, description of uh, what he experienced. Right. Let well, me just uh, tell you one thing here, folks. We're just about out of time, Chris. Let me tell you one thing, folks. Just got the press release about a new book called Encounter in the Desert. It's Kevin Randall's view of Sicaro where he's gone back and looked at all the evidence, and we have to see what kind of slant he comes out with. And we're getting the book shortly, Chris. It'll be in your mailbox. Excellent. And hopefully we'll have Kevin Randall on the next couple of weeks to talk about it. And we'll just see, after all these years, looking at the case from someone else's point of view, other than, of course, (laughs) Ray Stanford, what's going to happen? Yeah, which reminds me, uh, you went and saw Ray's presentation uh, in a short answer. Do you think there's anything there, Ray, uh, that Ray is working on? Do you think we should pay attention to Ray Stanford? If you're talking to me, I have no idea. I've have met him, but um, you know, interesting, nice guy. But I can't. I don't see the. Uh, I have not seen the data, so I really can't speak to him. Okay. I think we can be fair and leave it at there. Anything new from Ray, or is it still status quo? Ray is being featured in this month's uh, National Geographic. He's on page 79, uh, talking about his groundbreaking trackway discovery at Goddard Space Flight Center. It's being called the most important find in the history of paleontology. And, you know, I'll let our listeners uh, do their own due diligence and uh, decide for themselves. And certainly we hope someday he'll give us more information about his UFO evidence Dr. John B. Alexander, for listeners who want to know where they can find more of what you do, what can they do to find out? Well, the easiest thing is to Google my name, 
I could give you the website, but it'll pop faster and you're more likely to remember if you just Google my name or if you put in UFO or something like that, it'll definitely pop to the top of the list. Uh, take it to my website, um, which covers this. And, of course, we didn't get into you know the various trips around the world, but uh, those sorts of things are, you know, see photographs uh, and stories about what we did with, uh, again, the ayahuasca ceremonies, Umbanda, Contemplé. Thanks. We'll definitely have a link to your site and make it okay. easier for listeners to find it. They don't even have to Google it. Just go to theparacast.com, the description in the show notes for this episode. They'll see it. You can find more of what we do if you go to Twitter. We're known as the Paracast or two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Chris O'Brien's site is OurStrangePlanet.com. You can also check out our second radio show after the Paracast, available only if you're a member of the Paracast Plus at plus.thepowercast.com. After the Paracast is a mixture of all things, strange and unknown, sometimes just plain shop talk, sometimes special guests, sometimes continuing an episode. We even had one on the Aztec New Mexico case with Monty Shriver, who lived there and remembers nothing. Low subscription rates, check it out. Plus.theparacast.com for all the information you need to sign up. And of course, we have that exclusive offering. Limited time only. First two episodes of Haunted with Paul Kimball and Holly Stevens. Available only to Paracast Plus members. Dr. John B. Alexander. Thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.